Welcome back to the second episode in my bonus mini-series about the Enneagram. I hope you enjoyed learning about the gut triad, and if you're just tuning in, you'll want to make sure that you go back and listen, because I we kind of set the stage for the Enneagram in that first one and, and give you an overview. But today, we talk about the heart triad and all about our favorite two, three, and fours. So you'll want to listen in and, again... Send us your questions. I love getting the DMs and the questions from you all, and I just send them in and we'll try to answer them. Until then, let's get started. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. So we're back with Tammy, the Enneagram Queen for episode number two of our series. I'm so excited. How are you doing? I am so good. I've, since we last recorded the first one, I've gotten so excited about recording this one. I just love talking about the Enneagram. So brief recap, I'm not going to go into everything we went over because you probably listened to it yesterday, but we went over the gut triad, which sounds gross, but it is uh, eight nines and ones. So today, I think you wanted to cover the heart triad, and those numbers are two, Two, threes, and fours. Okay. Are these our touchy-feely people all the time, or they're they're quite different? So the idea of the triads is, you know, the gut, the heart, and the head. It's where your instinct comes from. So for this group, their heart So they, you know, they're the ones who wear the heart on the sleeves or are so affected by their emotions that are, you know, kind of driven by emotions. Okay. And so that's definitely a a part that that plays into their decisions where it's less for the gut and the head triad. And so, yes. So I would say these are our emotional centers of the numbers. Okay. Well, let's dive right into the nice people that are number twos. Yes. What are they? So number two is the supportive advisor. So these are the amazing people who go out of their way to help. So Mm -hmm. they can walk into a room and they know who needs what done and what support people need and they know how to give it. Okay. So, but the, the other side to that is it actually becomes a like a point of pride for them where they help because they're the only ones who can help. Mm -hmm. They help because they are, they know best. And it also becomes kind of 
if you don't reciprocate that support, it becomes a point of contention as well and anger with them. It's they, because it's easy for them to know what you need. They are assuming that you know what they need and you're just not giving it to them. So are these the people who bring a casserole every time somebody is sick in your family and they show up for everything? Is that this person? I, yes. That's what I, I would totally agree that if someone was, that's what their love language is, you know, gifts, they are always there to support. And if something's needed, we'll be the first to volunteer. Yeah. I would say it's totally what um, the people that you're the number twos for sure. So I'm going to backtrack to our last episode because I'm seeing a little similarities with nines and twos with how you're describing. Uh, we talked about how as a nine, now I'm, I'm owning a nine nice. that I can walk into the room and take a temperature and do all that. But a two also walks into a room and they, they see what different they see needs. How can I yeah. serve? So that, so the difference I would say between the nines and the twos is the, the nines is more of the emotional. They are the peacemakers. They want to help you achieve peace. Mm -hmm. They want to help make you feel better. Mm -hmm. Whereas twos are going to meet your external needs and it's going to make them feel better. Okay. Part of me thinks there's a little, I mean, you've already mentioned kind of the dark side, the mm -hmm. anger with it, that they give and give and give and give, and then get a little made angry when it's not reciprocated. Right. So that mask might fall off a little bit in that case, right? Yes. And so, and that when you know, so we, we haven't really gone too much into paths, but just know that the two under stress goes to an eight, which is an eight is very, it's the protective challenger, which, you know, we've talked about and it's the very forceful and it's very, you know, like this is the way things are and bulldoze and I will get what I want. Well, when a two is in stress, they take on some of those tendencies so if they are in stress, one of the things they may, you know, is meet, trying to meet everyone's need, else's needs, whether they need them met or not. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you, you know, those people who they have the compulsion to help, but you're like, but I, I don't need it. I'm, I'm good. I am good. And they still, but it's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of how the, the low side of two. So is that kind of like a martyr or is that just something else? No, I think it could be. I think definitely it's the, it, yes, I think it could be for sure. Now, when you look at what two's fear is, so their emotional struggle is shame. This is for the, the whole heart triad. Mm -hmm. They feel shame. And so if you put it in perspective of they are feeling shameful about something, they're feeling like a lack inside of them and that their core fear is being rejected or unwanted or being thought worthless, needy, inconsequential, um, or unworthy of love. So they are doing it to prove to you that they love you or they, yes, that they love you. Mm -hmm. And then they need you to prove to them that they are worthy of love as well. 
So they're looking for external reactions for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Interesting. And we hadn't really talked about this and I've heard different things about what percentage of the society is that, you know, what's the most common number. I don't, I don't know that I really know a whole lot of true twos. Is it a very rare number or do you know? So I don't think it's super rare. I don't think it's, I think it's one of the middle. I don't, um, I know from my understanding, I've heard that nines are the most, which is kind of surprising to me and fours, which we'll talk about in a little bit, which Mm -hmm. is the least amount, which totally makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, and I think that one of the things though, that is interesting is in like the women are servers mm-hmm. naturally. I think that there's a lot of people who self-identify with that need to serve or are good at serving and like serving. And so they associate themselves as a two, mm-hmm. but then when you really peel back the onion and look at why they're doing it, and I don't think that they are actually twos. Like there are a lot of really strong twos out there, mm-hmm. but I think that this is a common one to because being the helper, being the supportive advisor is good, right? Like you want right. to be known as a helper. Right. And, you know, I know that I grew up serving and always finding opportunities to volunteer. And so a lot of times people believe they're twos until they start pulling back on the fears and the core desires. So yeah. truthfully, I don't know where the numbers rank for how okay. many, Yeah. Um, but I could, I do know that there's a lot of people I've worked with that will say, yeah, I'm a two. And then as soon as we start getting into the work, we see that they are actually a five or they're a nine or they're mm-hmm. a four. Mm-hmm. And because the need to serve is the most visible, right? it's actually the whole reason is because they don't feel loved. They don't feel lovable yeah. unless they are giving. And so that's one reason that they are so active about it. Um, That number makes me a little sad. I mean, it it probably shouldn't. All numbers have a downside and they have an upside too, because we all love twos because they'll serve us, (laughs) you know, and they make the world go round with all that. But um, certainly there's growing points for every number. And if you out there find yourself to identify with a two, realize that you are loved, right? Absolutely. Is that the, the message? Well, and, and that's one of the things that, again, this is the reason why you should know all of those numbers, because if you do have a friend who's a two, and I have a really good friend who is a two, like she is 100% two. Uh-huh. And now that I know that that is what her, she, she's doing it to, to show love, uh-huh. I can tell her like, I love you anyway. Like, this is not, no, you please stop doing stuff for me <laughs> and just come and sit with me. Just yeah. come and let's talk or how can I serve you? Yeah. So that's, um, yeah. And that's one way because it, it can be very lonely. And if you, and you can be taken advantage of mm-hmm. easily because you have such a giving heart. Yeah. But you also have that, you know, the, the core weakness is also pride. And so Mm -hmm. you have that in there as well, that you are, you know, like it's, 
you're the only one capable of helping in this situation. Yeah. And so that's just the, um, and then denying your own feelings. Like it doesn't matter what I need. I just need to make sure that everyone else is taken care of. Mm -hmm. And so, but as a friend to a two, you should be aware of that and definitely reach out and be like, Hey, I love you just for you. Yeah. Oh, that's a good message. All right. So let's transition to the threes. I have some opinions about threes that I'll try to keep down, but to me hear these. in this really triad, yes. in this triad, they don't seem to belong to me because I'll let you describe a three. Okay. But they are the go-getters that get things done no matter what, in my opinion. And I don't see that heart in them very much, but that's maybe just on the surface. So describe the three. Yes. So the three is a successful achiever. Mm -hmm. So they are the ones, these are the big picture people. These are the big ideas. The, these are the go-getters. These are the, the goal oriented and just like pull out, like, let's just get her done. Like, let's achieve these, the success. Mm -hmm. And so the part that is the heart part is that is how they see it. it, That's how they feel that they need to get love. Mm -hmm. That is the way they feel if they're not successful, then you will not like them, Mm -hmm. that you can't like them. Now, the other aspect of a three is because they need to be seen as successful in every realm. Mm -hmm. Many of them actually don't know much about themselves because what they do is they merge, they become whatever group that they are in, Mm -hmm. they can become like that group. So they can actually lose part of themselves trying to get seem successful. Mm-hmm. And so that is, so you're right. It, you, when you first look at them, it seems like they are not like, why would the emotional center, why would it be at the feeling center? Mm-hmm. Um, and why would their emotional struggle, but you can tell how shame can go along with success. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't succeeding, if they are not proving to others that they are successful, then how are you going to like me? How are you going to know that I'm worthy of love Mm -hmm. if I don't prove it to you? And like many people probably listening, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I do, I'm, I'm entrepreneurial and I listen to a lot of those type of podcasts and people who get things done. Mm -hmm. And it seems like nine out of 10 of them say they're a three because Mm -hmm. they're so focused on success, achieving all that, that they'll drive themselves. They will do the work to get themselves to a certain amount of money or prestige or whatever, but maybe it's the sacrifice of their, that's their shield Mm -hmm. and hoping that people will love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When actually that's their when we see those people on Facebook posting everything they do perfectly, we kind of hate them. <laughs> no. Right? <laughs> I don't, no. And then we, so that's when we have to look back and say, okay, what, at what cost? And then remind them that it's not their success that we love, but it's them. Again, mm-hmm. like two is we need to let them know that 
um, that they're loved unconditionally. Well, threes, we have to say, you don't have to be successful to be my friend. Yeah. You, I love you as you. And I actually want to know what you think and what you, what you want in this situation instead of what the collective group wants. Yeah. And so, um, because the three, their fear is being exposed as, or thought incompetent in inefficient, um, worthless, failing to be or appear successful. Mm -hmm. So to always feel like you have to be on, mm -hmm. it's gotta be exhausting. Yeah. Because if you don't appear successful, then, then what, then who are you? Right. If that is how you see yourself is I have to be successful. And that's and so, how, go ahead. That's how I've kind of related to my friends and coworkers who are threes is that I picture them as this is their drive and it's okay, but I see the maybe wounded person mm -hmm. that it's coming from and I can Absolutely. empathize instead of be jealous or whatever my natural <laughs> emotions are for that. Yeah. Well, and the others too, it's the threes that I know that are close to me they have giant hearts. Like they want to be successful. They want to be, they want to show that they have everything possible. Mm -hmm. But I also know that they would do what they could to help. Mm -hmm. And it's that, you know, that, emo that, that heart that tugs on them that, you know, they have this need to appear successful, but they really are doing it because they need to feel like they fit in. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. their, their core weakness is deceit, deceiving themselves into believing that they're only the image they present. Mm -hmm. And so if that's, if you have to always be on and put on this image and someone likes who you are when you're putting on this image, well, how will you ever know if you're loved for you, right. if you're never actually you? Good point. So I have a question about threes versus ones, because to me, they kind of seem to have some similarities in that wanting to maybe appear perfect, appear mm -hmm. successful, all that kind of stuff. But I heard um, or read at one time that maybe a difference is a, a one, the perfectionist, like we talked about last time, they want to do a lot, but they want it to be the right way, follow the rules, do all that. Whereas a three is going to do the most rapid way to success mm -hmm. and could possibly bend some rules. And that's how I knew I wasn't a three. Cause I was like, no rule follower. <laughs> right. And that is exactly right. Is threes in they're willing to take shortcuts. Yeah. They're willing. And a lot of times it pays off because sometimes yeah. ones we handicap ourselves because we cannot do something halfway, or we yeah. cannot break this rule that's there. We have to rectify that rule. We have to resolve it and figure out, okay, how can I, you know, get around it legally, ethically? How can I resolve it in my mind? Yeah. Whereas threes are like, well, what's your problem? You just do it. You yeah. just, you just make it happen. You want to go and you go and we'll clean up the rest later, you know, and they're, you know, the saying like, do it messy. Like these are the people who really just do it messy. Um, but again, like I mentioned last episode, when you're in a team, it's good to have multiple numbers mm -hmm. because you can see the three would be like, you guys, 
we are just, we're making this too hard. Let's just do it. Yeah. Whereas the ones will make sure that at least, you know, we don't get sued and the twos <laughs> will make sure everyone's taken care of, Yeah, you know, it's, and so everyone, every number plays their part. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. And you see like threes are so necessary because they're the ones who have this wild ideas that are ones would be like, well, that's not possible. Like that's not hasn't been done. We need to research this and we need to plan out the right way. And three is like, ah, we'll figure it out. Let's just do it. Like I see a, I see a path. Let's go. Yeah. They're the ones that get things done. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I, I love my threes and I'm not trying to be negative because I am a tad bit jealous, but, um, I know it is (laughs) to be able to just do something and like pick up the pieces later. Yeah. I will have to tell you, I have some I have some strong feelings toward that as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so that's a great description of threes. And so we're going to go on to our special snowflakes. Yes. Our four. I love them. Yes. Who are four? I, my daughter is a four. So I am learning about fours intimately. And I love talking to adults who are fours. Um, cause yeah, they are so special. So the four is the romantic individualist and they are the ones who feel feelings the deepest. Mm-hmm. They are okay with being melancholy. Like I believe that they're the ones who invented melancholy <laughs> and you can't rush them through their feelings. Mm-hmm. And you're like, so as a one, I can separate my emotions from logic and it's hard. And I'm learning a lot by realizing that my daughter cannot, Mm. she has to go through the feelings first and then she can address the logic. So a four, their fear is being like inadequate, um, emotionally cut off, plain, mundane, defective, flawed, or insignificant. Hmm. So they feel that they were born with a fatal flaw, something that everyone else has and everyone has different things that they were born without. And so their jealousy and envy is really strong in, in a four, but they also have this need to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, even my daughter, she's like, you know what my, my, I mean, she's 11 and she's like, you know what my internal fear is mom, but the biggest fear of my life. And I'm like, um, spiders, like what? And she's like, no, being normal. And I was like, yeah, that tracks. Okay. I could see that that's your, like, cause you from age two, she just had to be different wearing two different shoes because of her own reasons. Um, and they, these are the eccentric ones. And now you see why it's so, it's funny, but it's not that they're the lowest number because of course they have to be the lowest number. They have to be different than everyone else. And they have to, and, and truthfully, I don't know if the world could handle like if, if fours were the most, because these are some dramatic, intense people, but they're also the people, sorry, go on. I was gonna say, these are the people who, if you are feeling down, they will sit with you when you're feeling down. They will not rush you through your feelings. And it's, there's something special about that. So you mentioned the lowest number. 
What do you mean by that? Because a lot of people- Oh, the population. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like in population, they say that there's fewer fours than every other number. Right. So now I don't know who that, I mean, what others, what statistics personally, I think that they may just tell the fours that to make them feel special, but you know, you didn't hear that from me. (laughs) So in high school, would these be your kind of emo people, you know, your. Yes and no, really? It It could be the emo people. Um, but it also could be your very flamboyant people as well. Okay. Um, I think fours are really comfortable in their own skin. And so I think that they, they can be very emotional. And I think if they're not healthy, then they definitely can go emo, Mm -hmm. but also the class clown, the, you know, the, the individual who always has her own style or is ahead of trends, different things. Um, I think that also would would be a signifier that they would be a four. So they just want to be special, stand out in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And really, like you said, go down into their feelings and Mm -hmm. be there with you too, as a friend, like you related a lot of this to being a friend to them and they're a good friend when you're down, (laughs) they're going to be there with you. Right. Right. And they're not afraid to be, they will, you know, and it's, because a lot of times, you know, being those feelings, um, you know, other numbers can't handle the deep emotions, you know, they have only the higher emotions, or they just Mm -hmm. push them aside. Whereas fours remind us that it's okay to feel all of them. Mm. Um, I've heard multiple times that the depth and the range of fours emotions are like four times the amount of the normal emotion that every, that the other numbers feel like there's just so many iterations and they're the reason why there's like pages full of different emotions that you can, uh, you can feel at any moment. So probably a lot of the poets, poets, the artists, musicians in our society could be one of a four. I would think so. I, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can, you can find every number who's going to be a poet. Yeah. Um, but I would say if there's something special about, if they, if they're very unique, the way their take on things, I definitely think it could signify that they're a four mm-hmm. because yeah, they want to be, they want to stand out and they're not afraid to stand out, which many of the other numbers, including ones, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we're okay sit, sitting back. Right. But that's also a personality trait as well. Mm-hmm. So it based on, you know, that's, it could be a four, it could be another number as well. Yeah. Again, like you said, this is their co- core motivation right. that we're talking about with the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Right. And behaviors are, are different because mm-hmm. we can all do different behaviors for different things. So as a nine, like I mentioned in the last episode, I could see myself in a lot of the different numbers and for a while, I thought I might be a four because I can I can go deep down there and shame and jealousy are a friend of mine. So, I mean, I, like you said, we all have parts of this, but Absolutely. what is nail down their major fear again? The so four. their fear, yes, is being inadequate or emotionally cut off, plain, yeah. like mundane or defective. Okay. So their, their core desire is being unique, special, and authentic. Mm-hmm. They really want to, you to know who they are. 
And their core longing is to be seen and loved for exactly who they are, special and unique. Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure you use that word special and unique. <laughs> so you mentioned your daughter is a four. And I, I feel like knowing as a parent, how your kids lean can really help you with parenting. Cause you just described, you know, the words to say, like, that is really special what you just did, you know, Don't yes. you think that's a good idea. Yes. And that is something that we could do an entire podcast on. In fact, that's one thing that, cause I work with a lot of parents. And so it's really important that we, cause we can't type other people. Right. However, you can kind of limit a couple of them, you know, by asking questions, especially when they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my daughter has always been very in tune with her emotions and who she is, which also plays into the four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I let her take the assessment and just, uh, I let her take it about two years ago and she was like, mom, this test understands me. And she got 98% of the four. Oh my God. And so that helped me because I, I suspected it just from studying and asking her questions. Mm-hmm. But as a mom, now I know that one of the things, you know, I listen to fours who are adults, like talk about their childhood. Mm-hmm. I read, and I know that one of the worst things you can tell a four is to just chill. Oh. Just calm down, like just like move on. Yeah. And that is what I told her for years. I'm like, you just need to let this go. And so now that I understand that she can't let it go until she's processed it, I'm like, okay, so how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. Let's sit in this for a moment. Let's count to 10. We need to take a deep breath and we need to move on. Yeah. So there's, you know, I still don't allow her to go too deep for too long mm-hmm. just because we've, you know, you know, there's life. Right. But understanding what she needs, that she needs to feel it first and then move on, then it allows it allows me to be parent her better and understand why she wears what she wears and why her as soon as something becomes popular, she is done with it. Yeah. And so understanding that now I can see I can see her. Yeah. So interesting. I think that's very powerful. And we might have to revisit this again, parenting 101 with your child's Enneagram number. Um, So we've covered two threes and fours, the heart triad. What else do you have to say about this triad or anything before we move on to our next episode with the final triad? Well, I just, we sometimes, so this trait in particular, they will have a shell on them that's covering up their hearts. Mm. And so they seem to be very in touch with their emotions. They seem to be, but as much as they give with their emotions, they also are holding back. They're also, they're so sensitive Mm -hmm. that you can, with your words, you can really hurt them. And so just to be aware of, you know, threes, like you said, like these are the successful people. These are the people who are go-getters. But if you realize that they're doing it because they're looking for love or they're looking for acceptance, you can be a little more compassionate and realize, okay, this is why they're, they're striving so hard when they don't need to. And um, the same with a four uh, realizing that they just want to be seen for who they are. 
And so if you acknowledge them for their own life, then you can understand them and they'll open up and they'll share who they are with you. And then with the two, it's just realizing that your friend who's always bringing you the casserole, sometimes they, they need the casserole back. Yeah. Sometimes they need to be told, no, I don't need your help here. I need to serve you. Like I, or I just need you to sit with me. I don't need anything from you. And so, yeah, just understanding that they wear their hearts on the sleeve, but as much as they can give, they can also be really hurt by it as well. And they want to be seen as significant for who they are, but it's also the one thing that they kind of hide is who they are. Um, You know, it's, and, or for, you know, for fours, they show you who they are, but they always feel that they're lacking something that it's never good enough. And so, yeah, just understanding that they act with their heart first and then their head and gut come into it. And so they're, they get very passionate. All three numbers get very passionate about whatever they're focused on. And sometimes it's annoying. And sometimes you're like, wow, are they even real? And then you have to step back and ask yourself, well, maybe this is not really who they are. Maybe, you know, and maybe getting to know them one-on-one and asking them the questions about them. Mm-hmm. Um, is, there's so much more than just what they are showing on the surface. Right. That was a perfect way to wrap up this triad. And just like on the last episode, Tammy and I are asking that if you have any questions about the Enneagram, and certainly if you want to be coached in the in the realm of the Enneagram, reach out to Tammy. We're going to list all the links and everything in the show notes. But as we've talked about on this episode, it can help you be a better parent, a better friend, a better partner. It's any, any understanding and empathy you can have towards others will help in every way. Do you agree? I agree. And even in business, even in your job, if you understand your needs and you understand the needs of your teammates, you can, you can also see what everyone brings to the table. Mm -hmm. And so it's, and value them for who they are and what they bring. And then, and instead of having that jealousy, you can accept it and see the, the benefits and why they do what they do. And so it's just a, it it makes a more cohesive group and makes you more compassionate and empathetic, empathetic to the people around you. I love it. I love this episode. You did a great job explaining two, threes and fours. Thank you for asking great questions. And we will wrap it up on the next episode with our last triad, five, sixes, and sevens. That's going to be interesting because I won't give it away, but one of those numbers is actually the one that I'm the most envious of that I always wish I could be um, and am not. And we'll get to that on the next episode. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. I, I kind of have an idea because there's all, there's one number that everyone wishes. Right. Truthfully, that's the one that scares me the most. I'm like, man, I do not have the energy to be, to be that, but I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So if you're interested, stay tuned. We'll be back with you tomorrow for our final episode of this series, but I'm sure there'll be more to come of the Enneagram with Tammy and Carrie. Yes. And Carrie, before we go, like I 
because I know this is going to be played on both of our podcasts. So my listeners know me. Um, I am Tammy Imlay and I am a restoration and confidence coach. And I have a podcast called Her Restored Spirit. And so also like, so my listeners know you, where can you be found? On my podcast, Beacons of Bravery. And I interview people mainly who have overcome fears and obstacles in their lives to live the life of their dreams and not be stuck in societal norms or anything like that. So I love it. It is not my full-time job at this point, but podcasting is a passion of mine. And so tune in and we can connect both ways on both of our podcasts and because we have a lot in common. We do. And like you mentioned last time too, it just for both of our listeners, just to get used to the sound of both our voices, because there's so many, every time we record one, we think of like four or five different topics that we can still talk about. So we're going to do a lot of collaborations and it's, and I think the summer we've got some pretty cool things planned. Yep. Well, thanks again, Tammy. And we will see all of you tomorrow on the next episode. Bye. Hey friend, I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you start to claim the confidence to walk in a judgment-free zone as you continue this healing journey. Now I want to invite you to look into working with me. I'm a full-time restoration and confidence coach with a background in marriage and family therapy. And not only that, but friend, I've walked it. As you heard in my story, I've experienced grief, loss, pain, feeling stuck. I've had the desire to break free from the fog and rise up again after the hurt, after the pain, and move out of the grief cycle to begin to wake up with purpose again and live a life of meaning and kind of rediscover who I was before the grief while I was uncovering who I'm becoming. And I have been called to help you with the same thing. So if you feel you're ready to step back into the light, wash away the old, not forgetting the past, but stepping into a new position of purpose, confidence, and identity, I would love to be your coach and mentor through the process. I only take a few clients each month and would love to get you on the calendar to help you navigate this journey. Email me at Tammy at TammyMarieCoaching.com. Until then, I'll meet you here next week with another awesome topic to help you claim the life that you desire. Don't forget to take a screenshot, tag me, share on Facebook and Instagram, and please share this with another broken-spirited mom who is in need of some soul restoration. Don't forget to rate and review. And until next time, take a deep breath and know there is hope. Bye, friend.